negatives of being disconnected from God? The negatives from being disconnected with God are that we, first of all, we disobey His laws. We live contrary to His holy character, and we reap the fruit of sin. Welcome to another episode of A Word of Grace. I'm Andy Burak. And I'm Derek Gillespie. Derek, what did you have for supper last night? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was pizza. Was it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. What, did you order in or does Pam uh, make pizza? No, we went out. Okay. We were, yeah. Okay. Um, the reason I asked that is because, uh, well, we're recording this on Tuesday. Uh, so last night was Monday night and it's starting to turn fall weather, you know. So Leah made a, a nice chicken soup and it just felt like fall. And uh, do you, did, have you ever been on a fall color tour? No, I haven't. Do you know what they are? Have you heard that no, before? No, I don't. <laughs> okay. I thought that was interesting because uh-huh. today I was driving, see the leaves changing and stuff. When we were kids, uh, <laughs> when we were kids, you know, in the fall, they would advertise these outings, you know, for the teens in church. You'd go on this hike or rafting or whatever, and then they'd take the senior citizens on a fall color tour, mm-hmm. which was, I guess they would just drive around and look at leaves. <laughs> and we always thought that was like... You know, wow, really exciting, <laughs> but now it is kind of cool, right? I mean, and so... This means that you're getting old, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> what, what, what about the fall, what about the fall do you like? Uh, I mean, what, what, what is the best? Well, I would say the mildness of the weather and yeah. also the, the beautiful uh, array of colors. That's right. So, see, you would like to go on a fall <laughs> color tour. <laughs> well, we want to get started today. We're, we're glad you joined us Um what we're doing, uh, in case you haven't listened before, is we're talking about um, redemption accomplished and applied. Like, what we're only in the accomplished part, right? What what God has done to accomplish our redemption, and then eventually we'll talk about how that comes to us. But um, what about what we've studied so far? I mean, just in in review, uh, is there anything over the last few episodes that has really blessed you, Derek, that you just want to remind us about, just any of the things we've talked about in the past? Well, I guess the, the thing uh, that most uh, strikes me is the fact that uh, Christ has taken the burden uh, from us, uh, from me in particular, uh, in that uh, he was able to extinguish not only God's wrath, but to uh, bring about a righteousness that would be applied to my own life that I knew, per- know personally that I could not uh, accomplish. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the inadequacies that we have before Christ, and yet he solves all the problems. And it just, we're living in a society now that this type of, these type of conversations and this type of subject used to be at least respected, even if not everybody received these truths, mm-hmm. they would respect people who believe this way. Now, in in a postmodern America, we're we're living in, in a day where this type of this type of stuff is mocked, or you know, you would be you and I would be you know labeled as unintelligent or bigots or you know exclu- inclusive. Not well, yeah, we're like exclusive. Everybody else is wrong. Type attitude, right? What's more unfortunate is the fact that in the church, 
many people would look at these subjects uh, and say, oh, this is too uh, stodgy, this is too, uh, why do we have to go so deep? Mm-hmm. Uh, when in reality, uh, we have to look at the Word of God as being infinite, and God is deep. Mm. Uh, and uh, sometimes we have to go there. You don't, we've talked about this, I think, before, maybe not on our podcast, but how the gospel is simple enough for children to understand, but deep enough that, I mean, people, wise, wise men and women can, can delve into it very deeply and never mm-hmm. reach the depths. Like, you ever go into a bookstore, you can go into a bookstore and find a little kid's Bible, Right, yes. with Bible truths, mm-hmm. and then you can find all the way on the other end of the spectrum these deep theological books. You know, you might have to order them on Amazon, or whatever. They're not going to be in Barnes and Noble, but you don't go to the kids section of the bookstore and find something on nuclear, you know, fission or something. That's true. There, there are not subjects that are simple enough for children like the gospel is. And and I think what we've talked about is, at some point, believers should embrace thinking about deep things, even though it is a struggle uh, to understand. Uh, to go deeper than just, you know, I ask Jesus in my heart, uh, you know, Jesus loves me, this I know, to, to plunge into those deeper depths, mm-hmm. even though sometimes we do feel like we're mm-hmm. underwater, right? And, and, you know, and I think sometimes because things of Christ become so trite within the Christian community that unsaved people latch on to those statements. I know uh, back in the 70s and, and early 80s, it was vogue to say, I'm a born-again Christian. That's not true today. Uh, The reality is, I I think you've even said that uh, it would be better for us to say that we're Christ's followers because being born again has come to mean absolutely nothing. Yeah. The the word Christ follower is is such a specific thing uh, that it really leaves no ambiguity as to what we are. Right. Thanks for uh, indulging us in our conversation. We're, we're blessed each Tuesday when we come and record a couple episodes. We hope you are. Uh, where we've been so far is talking about what God has accomplished through Christ. Uh, last week on Wednesday, I think it was, we, did the, uh, we talked about the sacrifice of Christ. And then um, on Friday, uh, it was his propitiation or how God's wrath was extinguished because of his death. So we have two more topics this week. Uh, and then we're going to move on. But all of these relate to why the atonement is necessary. And I'll, I'll make a summary statement in the next episode about it, but it's necessary beca- because, you know, we're guilty, etc. We're We're separated from God. And that's today's thought is on how the atonement reconciles us. You yeah, got an Pastor, opening thought you, there? Yeah. Before you go any further, um, uh, just as a reminder to our listeners, uh, when we use a lot of these words, these are not dime store words or words that we have just come up with to uh, impress people with how smart we are. These are actual words that are in the Bible. And as a result of that, they are inspired by God and, and believers should know what these words mean. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're just scriptural terms. So, so today's is reconciliation. Why don't you give us a, just a 10, 20-second definition? What are we talking about here when we talk about reconciliation? Okay, when we talk about reconciliation, we're talking about the focus being on restoration to favor. Uh, it is the reinstatement of favor to God. Okay, which presupposes something. It presupposes that there is a fracture in the relationship between God and his creatures. 
How do people understand that on a human level? Is there a way for us to understand how, I mean, I think this is easy for us to consider when we think about, um, for instance, has there ever been a need in your life to be reconciled to another human being? Yeah, it makes me think about when I was a child uh, in junior high school and my very best friend, I lied on him. Okay. Uh, I Derek, wanted to, I wanted, how could you? I, I wanted to be with the group. And so I lied about him, and as a result of that, our relationship in school was never the same again. Even though I sought to make reparation, it never seemed to happen. I think we could liken that in a way, uh, and I want to be careful, but in a way to our uh, fractured relationship with the Lord. Of course, ours was inherited uh, through uh, the falling of Adam and Eve, but we fell nonetheless. And uh, we were born alienated from God. Okay. And let's talk about that word for a minute, too, alienated. Um, what do you mean by that? We were born alienated from God. Give us Okay, a... the word alienation simply means estrangement or separation. Mm -hmm. uh, there was once a cohesive relationship, but something occurred that caused a fracture, and if we notice, a fracture doesn't, it never breaks evenly. They're jagged edges. Would it be fair to say uh, when we come into the world, we are disconnected with God? Is that a? I would say absolutely okay, so, we're disconnected. So what does that disconnection then result in, in our relationship with God? You know, what, what, are the, what are the negatives of being disconnected from God? The negatives from being disconnected with God are that we, first of all, we disobey his laws. We live contrary to his holy character, and we reap the fruit of sin. For the wages of sin is death. Of course, uh, Adam and Eve didn't die immediately. Ultimately, they did, but they died spiritually and were separated from God in the process. So when we're separated from God, we're separated from all that is good. We're separated from uh, the blessings that God has for us and his protection. Most people believe they come into the world, uh, you know, or they would probably presuppose or think that they're on good terms with God unless they you know, commit some really terrible crime. Uh, I think most people think man and woman is generally good, mm -hmm. and they do not understand. I mean, we go back to, we've had certain themes that have been risen to the top in our discussion. I think one of them is that generally speaking, I, I would even say that you and I need to have a better grasp of this, but, but generally speaking, people lack a sense of the gravity of what sin has done. Right. including this aspect of being alienated from God, separated from all that is good in him, yet even in his goodness he still sheds common grace on right. all people, mm -hmm. though he should. Uh, he, he doesn't. He's not obligated to do that, but he does, because in his love he still cares. But this idea of being separated from God in this life, it, it could go unnoticed because people don't maybe sense that because their lives are good or they're wealthy or their their kids are healthy etc um what 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 in scripture uh you've mentioned i think you've mentioned a verse or two but is, is there a scripture we can go to to really focus on this idea of being separated or alienated there, from there are two scriptures that came to my mind first of all in romans 8 and 7 it talks it says this for the mind that is set 
on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. So first of all, because of our fallenness, we have no connection with God, and we don't have the capacity to please him in any way. And then in secondly, uh, secondly, in Isaiah 59 and 2, it says, Your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. So again, we have this great chasm of separation, and that chasm is infinite. Uh, going back to uh, thinking that people can't understand that or don't understand that, we have to remember that we're, we're congenitally blind. You know, we're, we're born blind. Uh, in fact, we're DOA. We're born dead on arrival, spiritually speaking. And so as a result of that, we don't have the capacity to know this loving God. And then to uh, exacerbate that situation would be with Satan, who is the one who continues to blind uh, the unbeliever. I think before we close, it'd be a good idea to hit these two main New Testament passages on reconciliation. Uh, Derek, Romans 5, 8 to 11, you've got it there. Why don't you read that? We'll okay. Uh, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God and by the death of his Son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. In verse 11, more than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Pretty clear what's prominent in the passage is God's love, and then our characteristic is, I mean, even if you go back up to verse 5, we are called ungodly. In verse 8, we are called sinners. In verse 10, we are called enemies. And the clear statement in verse 10 is, we are reconciled to God by... We're it, we're verse says, we are reconciled to God, verse 10. By the death of his yeah, son. That, that's a clear statement. So when we talk, here, here's, the, here's the major thing, just to walk it back for a second. Why is the atonement necessary? Because our connection with God was broken because of sin. You already told us those verses earlier. We needed to be reconciled. It is provided for us in the death of his son. That yeah. is what makes this mm -hmm. unity mm -hmm. and harmony possible again. And one of the things that is pointed out in verse number 11 is this reconciliation is just received. Right. Absolutely. Uh, I want to back it up just sure. a little bit to uh, verse 10, where it says that we were reconciled unto him while we were still his enemies. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't anything that we had to do, anything that we had to accomplish, which goes right into what you're saying about verse 11, uh, because the, the statement, be ye reconciled to God, can be somewhat deceptive uh, because it makes the individual think, well, I have to do something to reconcile myself to God, when in reality, God is simply saying, receive reconciliation. Yeah, you just quoted from the 2 Corinthians 5 passage, which we're going to look at in a minute. Yeah, the, the, it, this is the... This is the uh, the, to the glory of God that we say this, is that none of us were looking for a solution to our sins. Amen. You know, God 
initiated every part. Amen. God, God reached out while we were, I mean, the three terms, ungodly, sinners, enemies. Mm. We, I think you mentioned it in a previous episode, like, you know, God didn't look at us and say, oh man, I just got to have that right. person. Exactly. That person is so great. And the Lord saved us in spite of us. Yeah. And, and the beauty of just receiving reconciliation is, and we're going to talk about this more in the ep- how do I how do I do that? Well, it's simply through faith and repentance. It's believing all these truths that we're talking about that we are not good people, that Christ died for our sins, and and that's what makes it so simple and you know shoots holes through this works based salvation model. Because you just receive reconciliation, Amen. you just receive it. You just Amen. you just take it. Hmm. Uh, you don't earn it. You don't work for it. You just you just take it as a gift. Could you uh, imagine if that was a, a command? If the Lord is com- was commanding you to be reconciled, where would you begin? <laughs> yeah. How, how do you, how do you start that process? Which is which is why the free gift just being received brings us to the end in verse 11 again. We, the King James says, we joy in God. We rejoice in God. This, this brings great joy to know that while we're hostile, while we're enemies, while we were actively hate, hating God, we have had that solution because of the death of his son, simply presented as a free gift. It, it, is, it is a work of God through and through. Um, another word, again, we're not trying to use words just to use words, but we think, I remember a preacher saying, uh, put the stuff on the top shelf for people. Amen. Because if you, if you preach, if you constantly preach uh, very simply, you don't, you don't call people to a greater understanding of truth. And I, I don't know, I think we talked about this like, I mean, I just we talked about like being able to take kind of mental breaks in the course of the podcast. Like I've been working with Judah on his homework, and he's got to know all the explorers and who sent them, and he's got to know the colonies and who settled it and the capitals. But yet, for somehow, we don't expect Christians to be able to wrestle and tackle these bigger right. subjects. And right. and it, it, it's a joy to do that. Right. Like it's a joy to realize, man, there are some subjects. What do you think we're going to do in heaven? We're going to be constantly learning and growing right. about this. We're not going to come to a complete understanding. You know, like, I love you know, those hymns, which are in the past, which say, well, when we get to heaven, we'll understand it all. You know, um, No, uh, we won't. We'll be mm-hmm. constantly learning because God is infinite. Brings me back to this one word, the idea of monergism. Now, right. People people know the word synergy today right. because offices use that, businesses mm-hmm. use that. The idea of working together, right. monergism. How would you define okay, that? Monergism, mono, basically, and and ergism is referring to work. So it's uh, one man's work, basically. It's God who does the work. Uh, salvation is monergistic. It is not synergistic in the sense that man is assisting God in any way to accomplish that work. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is the only agent of change in salvation, which means none of us can boast, and it is all a work of God. To go to that last passage briefly, 2 Corinthians uh, 5, 18 to 21, which you already referenced, uh, that begins what we're saying. All this is from God. That's how 5, 18 begins. All this is from God. We don't get anything else out of today's discussion. We, we recognize that. 
It is Christ who reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, Christians are to go out and proclaim this already finished work. Amen. Right? Conversion is not the gospel. Conversion is a response to the preaching of the gospel. Yeah. It's what people do when they hear, hey, this work has already been done. That's why you said be reconciled mm-hmm. to God. You told me this last night on the phone. Maybe you should go ahead and say it. Be reconciled to God is not a... It's not a command. Right. It is an invitation in a sense. It's like receive what has already been done. Yeah. Yeah, it's like take advantage of what God has done and enter into this peace. Therefore, we have peace with God through Amen. our Lord Jesus Amen. Christ. Um, a good, this is a good place to stop. It, 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 the idea is uh, that reconciliation, just to summarize all that we've said, reconciliation presupposes that alienation from God, but what it affects in the relationship is favor and peace. Amen. So our encouragement, our final encouragement to people listening today, Eric, what would it be? Again, is to uh, respond to the facts of Scripture, not just because we've said them, and I would also encourage uh, the individual to get into the Word of God for himself to find out if these things are true. Yeah. As a Christian, if you've been listening, we hope that these things have resonated in your hearts. Derek and I aren't experienced podcasters by any means. We just like talking about the Bible, like talking about what the Lord has done in our lives. Um, And our goal, we prayed beforehand, our goal is just to encourage and strengthen. Derek has challenged unbelievers. If you just need to receive this reconciliation, we urge you to do that. If we can help you, by all means, call us or text us at 586-752-4280. We would really appreciate any feedback you have. Uh, You could email us at gracebaptistromeo at gmail.com. I leave both of those uh, contact numbers in the description. And so we would just invite you to uh, share with us if this is helpful. Uh, Share it with other folks uh, that you think might be interested in listening. Um, We're definitely not trying to confuse or impress. Um, We just hope that the Lord will take our meager uh, discussions and, and like he says the word uh, when it goes forth will not return void but will accomplish whatever he chooses and so we pray that for you today hope you have a great monday and we'll talk to you on wednesday lord willing